1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
2: Good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome back. I'm, I'm back in the warm embrace of Southern California, Florida. I hardly knew ye. I've lived there too, so I kind of actually knew it pretty well. What's going on? Good morning. Eight five five, two one two, four CBS is the phone number. If you just decide, you know what? What the hell? I got to call Ryder and D cell and Bogish and talk to him. We got you. Eight five five two one two four CBS. If you're in more of a typing mood, if that's kind of where your headspace is at, Twitter SportsRider, Writer Sports R E I T E R D cell at DeSale, CBS, or if you want to follow his really edgy account at Pretty Daddy Forever. Uh, By the way, we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. In the last couple weeks, I have uh, hung out with two buddies of mine who I discovered were divorced. That's a bummer. But they've got pretty amicable divorces, and I started to think maybe that was sort of the new way of the world out there for those folks to do that. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson corrected my thinking, reminded me there's pettiness out there, there's shots to be taken, there's uh, there's lingering bad feelings from all the good times together when things end in a way that is less than ideal. And we're going to get into that uh, story out of Seattle and out of Denver in about 20 minutes. It's not a divorce yet. It is a bad relationship. feels codependent between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And uh, some of the folks there, the receivers, and we've speculated on this, now report out, they are tired of being made the scapegoat. We're also going to just get into, this is a public service announcement, what D-Cell likes to call a PSA. We're going to use the airwaves here. We talk sports, but also to help the world. We're going to do a PSA on the social contract on planes. That's it. We're just going to get into it and get out of it in about 20 minutes. We've got NFL bets. Diesel. good morning, by the way. I'm not having a great, having a very good NBA betting season. Not going as well on the NFL side. I'm under 500, and I'm only close because of Nick Costos, our buddy, who will join us tomorrow. How are you feeling about your gambling muscle right now? Is it, is it ready to do some heavy lifting for me?
3: Uh, first off, good morning to you, morning. Bill. This is the perfect day to flex your gambling muscle then. There's no opportunity like the next opportunity. We will be doing Bet Rider later this hour. I feel it. You're going to get off the schneid today.
2: If I lean on you, because of my brother, I looked at what he wants to bet, and those bets from subtract. I did the math. I got out the calculator. They subtract from the sum of all human knowledge. So we're going to do something different. I'm going to lean on you, D-Cell. Like you've told me many times you lean on your wife. I don't know when she listens, when she doesn't, but you've been nothing but amazing in how you've talked about her on the air, which is awesome. Uh, I have nothing else to add to that. It's just great. It's great. D-Cell's wife might be listening today, so I told Tom I was going to make up a bunch of mean stuff, but I'm going to tell the truth. We're nice here. I promise. Howard Beck's going to be on the show. We'll do buy or sell. And there's an amazing Thursday night football game. Let me just give 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 it away. I'm going to ask the guys whether they'd rather watch Falcons-Panthers or a Falcon fight a Panther. That's going to be one of the questions that we're going to get into later in the program. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets have made the decision and the correct decision not to hire Ime Odoka after, according to Shams and to Wojnarowski, it was the intention and the plan of both that organization that is under fire and that coach who is suspended probably permanently from the Boston Celtics to turn to each other for a little bit of salvation. Ime Adoka suspended for reasons we don't fully understand, uh, inappropriate relationship with someone Within the organization, as it's been reported, he is suspended for the year with no promise he's going to return. And every report, and every person I've talked to, suggests he will never coach in Boston again. And the feeling was that Brooklyn would be the place. You know the story. It's ugly. I was actually having lunch two days ago with one of my 51 bosses. This is a pretty high one. And he's a, he's a, he's a Celtics fan. We were talking about the Nets and how they have removed themselves, if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, if you're a Boston Celtics fan, they've removed themselves, Brooklyn, as any real challenging contender. And I went through what I thought was the list of dysfunction that Adoka was presumably going to take over until, until the Nets did a 180 and hired Jacques Vaughn permanently yesterday to be the guy. Kevin Durant tried to get Nash and Marks, his coach, and GM fired in the summer. Mission accomplished on number one. Steve Nash is fired and probably somewhere not far from where I'm sitting because he he lives in Southern California. Not great. Kyrie Irving went on his self-absorbed, now suspended, rightfully so, promotion of an anti-Semitic video. We've talked about it a ton. Not great for team morale. Not an ideal situation. And, by the way, he can't play. Or at least he's not playing right now. Met with Silver a few days ago, but supposedly it went well. And then you've got Adoka perhaps coming in. Now, that's not happening, but that was – and I just totally forgot. The guy I'm at lunch with said – it was like, you forgot Ben Simmons, and somehow that's actually fourth on the list. Remember, they traded away James Harden, brought in Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons is injured – air quotes injured. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. I don't know. But when he's played, he's looked like his actual basketball skill. If that were its own entity, it would be hard to see. Like the soul, that basketball soul – is damaged and maybe permanently. There's so much drama there. And the Nets thought, and they probably rightfully thought, Adoka was going to be the solution. I don't think they should have hired him. I think they made the right decision moving on. I think he shouldn't be there. I think there's very little doubt. Now, this is educated speculation, but there's very little doubt. To me, Adam Silver and the NBA office leaned in and said, hell no, absolutely not. There's certainly a whiff of rumors out there. That the Boston Celtics were outraged that he would get a job this quickly, let alone at a contender in the Eastern Conference. And this is where things get tricky. If it's true, it's a rumor. I don't know if it's true. I've just heard it from some folks around the NBA. That the Celtics, in effect, said to Adam Silver, hell no. You could make the argument, well, that's not fair. We don't know what happened. But the thing is, the Celtics do know what happened. They know. Adam Silver knows whatever went down in Boston. And presumably the Nets do too now, because there's no way that an organization that has been this dysfunctional, that has succumbed to what Kevin Durant wanted, that has thrown away culture for the roulette wheel that is massive, difficult talent, that a really young core a few years ago gave it away, that has coddled Kyrie Irving up to and including his behavior that is, forget distracting or flat-earthism or doesn't want a COVID shot, which is fine. A lot of people don't. When you get into actual bigotry, and you still coddle until you misread the room like, oh, people are actually mad about this. That organization, turn away from Imei Odoka at the last minute, is not because they saw the light. Because they suddenly, you know, Joe Sai and the rest of the organization were rummaged around in the closet looking for a pair of shoes. And like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's a moral compass. This is great. Now I can follow it. This will be really helpful. No, the NBA absolutely got involved. And they had to have. Because Odoka, aside from all the ugliness, on paper, is the perfect candidate for this job. He is an outstanding coach. He didn't just lead the Celtics to the finals last year. There was a real impact on the team. And he's one of these rare coaches. That's why he'll probably get a job someday. Again, small sample size last season. But you could see it in the way they played, and you could talk to people within that organization. The guys that played for Adoka would talk publicly. It was clear Adoka both tactically was excellent and had a real connection with and ability to motivate a very star-laden now locker room. Remember, Jalen Brown worried he was going to get traded, frustrated. Marcus Smart, great player, can be difficult. You go down the list of guys, Jason Tatum trying to emerge superstar superstardom, and Adoka's ability to connect with those guys was legit. He also, as important, had been on Steve Nash's staff, so Kevin Durant had been coached by him to a degree when Adoka was an assistant coach. Irving knows him. The organization knows him. You had real sign-off from Durant and Kyrie Irving. And the NBA stepping in, Adam Silver stepping in, it's good news. It's the right call. Congratulations. Udoka shouldn't be the coach right now. But, man, it is, it is Adam Silver on the back foot again, always behind. Playing defense instead of offense. The Udoka thing never should have been a story. The minute it bubbled up somewhere, if Adam Silver and the NBA were going to step in and say, hell no, and I'm telling you that's probably what happened, they should have done it before weeks of, yeah, he's going to be the coach. Wow, this is a and the criticism that came with it. So, Jacques Vaughn's the guy. Now, I like Jacques Vaughn. I know him a little bit. Came out of Kansas. Worked his way up. The opposite of Jeff Saturday, who we'll hear from later, actually, too, at an interesting press conference, where, where Jacques Vaughn put in the time, put in the work, has been a head coach, He has a brutal res- record. He does. He's a losing head coach in the NBA. But the guy gets the benefit of the moment because Nash is fired because they can't hire Doka, and it is introductory press conference. Now the guy that is tasked with trying to fix a Brooklyn Nets team that is unfixable, you heard Jock Vaughn's voice instead of the man Ime Doka, the Nets actually wanted.
0: I guess that was the uh, was it the right end candidate in in the uh, minds of uh, of elections right now. But uh, I'm okay with that. I, I said to my wife, I might have not been her for, first choice, and uh, we we've, we've been together 20 years, so you know it could all work out. So.
2: Um, off we go. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Were you your wife's first choice, Diesel?
3: Oh, I don't think so.
2: Really? I was I was Lori's first choice for sure.
3: I don't think I was. I'm hoping I, I was you, at least second.
2: I bet you were her first choice.
3: We'll find out if she's listening.
2: You and Joe, yeah, um, Mrs. Diesel, please text Tom, and you don't have to tell him who, just rank him. Just want to know where he was. Speaking, should we, should we lean into election? We want ranked voting here. We want, is that what it's called? Yeah, ranked voting, choice voting, I don't know. Ranked voting, it's not going to work for Vaughn. He's going to get fired in the next couple of years. The nets aren't going to work. They're broken. I understand Ime Adoka was a, they saw as a Band-Aid on a wound that needed more. And yet, he, he's not actually a Band-Aid. He's actually a part of the disease. He, he is a problem culturally. And that doesn't mean he won't get another chance. I don't know what Adoka did, so I can't speak to it with confidence. But to me, it's much less severe in its long-term penalties, should be, than what Kyrie Irving has already done publicly. This wasn't the time. And it also, had he been coaching, I think, and this is probably the leverage they used, would have required the Boston Celtics to explain to their organization, put pressure on them to publicly say, here's why he's coaching our rival now. Which maybe Adoka doesn't want either, maybe the NBA doesn't want. He'll be back. But the inability to get him, the inability to get the perfect candidate who's not the perfect candidate, which sums up everything about the Nets, to me, highlights it is time to break this thing up. It is time to blow this thing up. The East is crowded, the East is difficult, and the Nets aren't good enough. They required, before Kyrie did his silliness, before Nash got fired, before the locker room became a cauldron of even more dysfunction, which is, by the way, saying something, and before... The second choice, his words, not mine. The write-in candidate got hired for the job. The Brooklyn Nets, to succeed, needed Ben Simmons to perform at a pre- i am not going to dunk in the playoffs and docs going to throw me under the bus and i am going to be broken emotionally level He used to be an outstanding basketball player. Flawed. A lot of basketball players are flawed. A lot of humans are flawed. Cell says his wife's not, but other than that, I've never heard of anyone who's not a flawed person. But that's not where Ben Simmons is. He's broken. He can't play. They're not good enough. Oh, and Kyrie has his thing. Oh, and Durant is the world's most sensitive superstar on steroids right now. Oh, Jock Vaughn is a really nice guy and a funny guy, but he has not had success in the NBA as a coach. Oh, it looks like the Cleveland Cavaliers have added that mix of top-tier teams in the East to go with a bunch of really good other squads, Milwaukee included. Break the Brooklyn Nets up. Break them up. Move on from Kevin Durant. Good luck moving on from Kyrie Irving, but you only got a year left to go on that. Try to find some way to salvage Ben Simmons. See if maybe he, if you get rid of Durant and there's no Irving, maybe Simmons plays better because he's not surrounded by a bunch of guys who are looking at him like he's a total loser and then sell him for pennies on the dollar. It is time to blow that thing up. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. When's the last time you gave your wife flowers, Diesel?
3: Too long. It's been way too long.
2: Why don't we just, just do it, man? Why don't, you, like, why don't you, on the way home today, when you get in the car at the train station, after your lovely five-and-a-half-hour commute back to uh, the hinterlands of New Jersey, why don't you just pull over somewhere, get on the Google, the Googs, and uh, and run by a little flower shop or even a gro- grocery store to sell flowers? You know what? You're right. I'm going to. I love this place. No better day than today. They call me Cupid. Eight five five two one two four CBS. All right, we're gonna get into um Pete Carroll took a shot at Rosa Wilson and even Wolverine blood won't protect you from that. We'll get into that. Hard feelings in Green Bay and I'm going to complain about people on an airplane. It's all coming up next year on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply
1: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh, we're
2: cooking with gas this season. Because for the first time, you can hear every West 1 NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, Holiday Triple Headers. And every postseason game, catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station Streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone, a few weeks ago, maybe even a week ago, D Cell, you asked me a question. I think in Cell. It was a really good question wherever in the show it, it, it occurred. What's the biggest surprise this year in the National Football League? And we pondered several options. And I believe I said at the time, and on further review, I certainly think now, that the biggest surprise for me is the combination of I can put these together like a great big football question mark sandwich, the combination of the Seahawks overperforming and the Denver Broncos underperforming. And while it's a team sport with a whole bunch of guys, who make up what goes on on both sides of the ball. The 3-5 and five Broncos have a guy named Russell Wilson as their quarterback, as you're probably aware. And the overachieving NFC West leading, I think 6-3, and three, right? Seattle Seahawks said goodbye to a guy named Russell Wilson and have Geno Smith now. It's pretty shocking, isn't it? I mean, that is a pretty stunning development. And Russell Wilson does, in fact, seem like the common denominator here. We all thought that the Seahawks were going to be tanking. And the Broncos were gonna at least push, maybe not best, but push the Chiefs in that division. And it's not gone that way, and Russell Wilson's been underwhelming. And it is natural if you have Pete Carroll in front of you, over a cup of coffee, over he's kind of like a he's kind of like a, a tea kind of guy, right? Over some some herbal tea, whatever the hell he drinks, over a beer, or as a radio host at a radio show, this case seven, ten A. M. in Seattle, it makes sense to ask Pete Carroll. About this and Pete Carroll doesn't say Russ's name, but I think we all know who the quarterback was. Before, take some shots at Wolverine blood.
4: If you notice, Gino's going off the off the wristband, you know, and that's that's a big help. It's 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 smoothed things out, sped things up, um, cleaned things up, and and that's that's part of it too. And and you know, we we never did that before. Um, there was resistance to that, so we didn't do that before.
2: I mean, that is very it's very pointed. It's interesting because. I'm not sure I believe the wristband is the big difference maker. And if you dive a little deeper, it's not just a shot at Russell Wilson. If you're in the weeds as as they are at that market in Seattle, one of the big disagreements between Pete Carroll and his staff and Russell Wilson was who should run the offense and the degree to which Russ should be able to do what most quarterbacks do, which take control of the offense, all about the line, throw the ball more, run it less. This is Pete Carroll not just saying Geno Smith is... Good with the wristband, it's Geno Smith is good at listening to me. I'm the guy. And Russell Wilson, quarterback in Denver, underperforming this year, Wolverine blood, he who exercises on the plane to London in the most awkward way of possible, uh, didn't love
1: it. Come to find out, you don't like the play sheet on the wristband?
4: Come to find out, what do you mean? Um, well, there's,
1: uh, you know, the, um, Pete Carroll said something about putting a wristband, putting play calls on the wristband.
4: Uh, I don't know exactly what he said, but um, but I, I think you know won a lot of games there without one on the wrist, but, you know, and uh, I didn't know uh, mattered if you wore a wristband or not. But uh, I think that uh, you know I you know do whatever it takes to 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 make sure that we're rolling and, and moving and, and everything else. A few times I've won definitely a won wristband depending on the game plan and what we have called and all that stuff. But yeah,
2: I mean I've heard of adult diapers being necessary. Recently, not um, not wristbands. D cell. Do you have a wristband? Do you have a CBS Sports Radio wristband? Where it's like you go to the drop or what? Rejoin? Am I doing? Or you just is it jazz up there?
3: Uh, yeah, I go with no wristband whatsoever. Yeah. I have a few plays that I know. I I don't have an expansive playbook. It's a few plays that I stick to. Uh, I go no wristband.
2: I think it's petty by Pete Carroll. I think it's small by Pete Carroll. I think it's unnecessary by Pete Carroll, and I think it's magic by Pete Carroll. I don't have this gift, and few do. Pete Carroll can say something that is petty and small and unnecessary, and it comes off as just an aw shucks uncle. You know, aw, Uncle Pete, he's so funny. This is obnoxious. There's no reason to throw Russell Wilson under the bus. And, And while I'm sure there were disagreements about how things operate and how things work, this isn't new. This isn't unusual. Patrick Mahomes can't stand his offensive coordinator currently. Tom Brady was so fed up with Bill Belichick by the end. And it, it would certainly make sense as things got more difficult in Seattle. These guys would get on each other's nerves. But Diesel, he's right. They had a lot of success in Seattle. They won a the Super Bowl. They made a couple. Russell Wilson was outstanding almost every season he was there. I know you like taking shots at people, so so be on the other side of this if you want. To me, it's it's funny. I like it. It made me laugh. Russell Wilson is too much of a goofball to defend himself adequately. I still think it's small by Pete Carroll.
3: I would be expecting this more if this was the other way around. If the Seahawks were the team struggling like we expected and Denver was the one succeeding and maybe looking like a playoff team. I think this looks super petty by Pete Carroll. You're having success. You're already winning. Leave it alone. There's no need for it. We're talking about wristbands right now. Like this isn't even anything serious, uh, not a great look by Pete Carroll, but I'm with you. He has this ability to make it look like, oh shucks, like it's not, it's not as big a deal as it should be because Pete Carroll is the one that said it.
2: bogish you um, you were wonderful. I'm just, that's all I got. That's my introduction. Hello.
5: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
2: Good morning. It's different doing the show
5: at 7 a.m. than it is 10 a.m. By the way, it's just a different vibe for me. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's early. It's early. Let me me liven up your vibe here. I love this. Give it to me all the time. Never let it end. Up the ante. Let's get more specific. Let's get deeper here. I love this nonsense.
2: We all have strong feelings about some of these QBs. I was trying to decide and listen to this because I love it, too, even though I shouldn't. I don't dislike Russell Wilson. I don't find myself rooting against him, but he's not exactly likable, is he?
5: No, and I don't don't root against him yet, but I feel like he's trying to get people to root against him because he's so... And now this is all, you know, like... This is a good way to dislike. This normal sports disliking, you know, Broncos country, let's ride, and doing high knees (laughs) on the plane, like... He's a doof.
4: I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but I... uh
5: <laughs> Exactly. He's just a big doof. And maybe that's makes him endearing to some. Maybe it wants it makes others want to knock him into a locker. I don't know. But it seems like uh the negative reaction is now the leading reaction out of Seattle. And again, I'm just I'm here for it. It's petty, it means nothing, but I love every second of it.
2: It is an insight into even the Pete Carrolls of the world who present as all shucks and Let's all, you know, I don't know what he does. Let's all. Uh, so they, what was it? Where you uh, sit down, you close your eyes, and you hum,
5: mm, meditate.
2: Meditate. Let's all meditate. To, is that how meditation works? Let's all. Mm, let's all meditate together and kumbaya. And look, there's a rainbow, and I see nine colors, and that means the universe loves us. Whatever. The guy's a killer. That's part of what I took away too, right? You don't become. Pete Carroll, I would argue, if you did all college and NFL combined, is one of the five or six most successful coaches of all time. that, very few people have won championships at both levels. The guy is obviously an assassin. He doesn't come, and this is some insight into, your, you said it, D-Cell, Seattle's having a better season, Denver's not playing well, things look good for the Seahawks, things are going well. You can just let your success speak for itself, and this guy wants to rub Russell Wilson's face in it on a local radio station when it's totally unnecessary because inflicting pain feels good on someone that's no longer there. Wow,
5: <laughs> what's I'm not both. to like? I mean, you just described that's a, it's amazing because now you know my petty, really deep dislike for Tom Brady yes. and my request for negative Brady football tidbits. Tell me he was a bad teammate. Tell yep. me guys didn't like him. Tell me he didn't tip the lot the clubhouse staff correctly. Like I'm here for all of that stuff. I don't. I didn't know I needed to know bad things about Russell Wilson. But the idea, the fact that they apparently barely stomached him for a decade, and it feels almost like they won in spite of disliking the most important player on the team. And we knew this was coming because some older players, Legion of Boom guys, had given us bits and pieces. But we've got Pete Carroll. I don't think you've mentioned the fact that the mascot of the Seahawks took a shot at him this week, too. It's just, it's open season. And again, give it to me.
2: All right, another story that's out there. I love, I love quarterback drama, and this one doesn't shock, but I think it's interesting. We've speculated on this on the show, is that the receivers in Green Bay are over and tired of and frustrated with and put out by Aaron Rodgers publicly making them the scapegoat for their underwhelming season when he didn't show up, remember this, for OTAs when he could have worked with some of these new guys and some of these young guys. Here's my question for, for you dudes. What do you think was more impactful? Which quarterback was more problematic? Aaron Rodgers not going to OTAs this year? Or Russell Wilson at the end of his time in Seattle being unwilling to wear a bracelet and be a little more on the same page with everybody offensively?
5: That's a tough one. You
3: look like you're torn here. I think this is an easy one. Okay, then you go first. I think it's easily Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, Aaron Rodgers. When you have young wide receivers like that, when your star wide receiver is gone, your most dependable offensive weapon is no longer there, and you're talking about how you're the reigning two-time defending MVP four times in totality, and you don't show up for OTAs to help help these new wide receivers along to get the most out of them, they know. They know they're not up to speed yet. They know they need to help you out more. You need to help them help you. It's easily Aaron
2: Rodgers for me. Did you just Jerry Maguire this segment? I think I love it. Help them
5: help him. Help me help you. I think I'm with Desel on this, Bogey. Well, my counter would be Russell Wilson's effect negatively on the Seahawks might have extended over multiple years. We're into three months of Aaron Rodgers being an adult in Green Bay with this group of receivers. And the question was about, like, which hurts success more. Maybe Russell Wilson did. If he was that difficult to be around and work with for multiple years, that's a longer impact than Rodgers right now.
3: The one thing I will say, if Pete Carroll is going to harp on wearing the play-calling wristband, if that's such a big deal, maybe that gives us some insight, lets us in a little bit, Maybe Russ was was a little skeptical about running the plays that were actually called.
2: Well, he was. I mean, and that, I think some was those, were, or at least philosophically, they were on this. There was a stretch a few seasons ago, the beginning of the end, where they let, basically let Russell Wilson have a lot more say in the offense. I think it's when he had threatened to leave, and he was linked with the Bears. And early on, they threw the ball a bunch, and it went really well for two games, if I remember this right. And then he just, the wheels came off. He threw a bunch of interceptions. It did and they reverted back, and he was really put out. Wolverine blood, blood, blood became feel-sorry-for-myself blood. I I'll, Here's the thing, though, that I think is so it's so unfortunate on so many levels that they threw the football against the Patriots, and that's not a Russell. I mean, the, the throw is the mistake, but call the right play. Had he won that game, he's got more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. Despite all of this, he's won as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. He's had a successful, I think you could argue, a postseason career. Now, Rodgers has made more conference championship games, but, but Russ went to a couple Super Bowls in a row. I mean, the guy had a stunning run, but doesn't have the legend status in Seattle that Aaron Rodgers has earned in Green Bay. And I'm not saying he's as talented a QB, but at the end of the day, it's the, it's the results that matter.
3: I know there's a lot of different factors that would go into it. If they win that Super Bowl, though, if the Seahawks get that done, is Russ still in Seattle?
2: I don't think so. For the right? Like, don't you guys think just the pettiness that the bogus so so thoroughly loves would have would have caught up to these guys? Well, like, what, they obviously didn't like each other.
3: What made me even ask that question, you say you said it, the legend status. Would you be able to part ways with a two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback?
2: No, and I think some of the reason Aaron Rodgers is still there is because he's an assassin. He might be difficult, but I think he's extremely- he's very politically savvy he knows how to utilize the media he is he is a he's a killer politically. Russ is a bumbling moron when it comes to that hey guys wolverine blood yeah
4: i, I heal quick I don't know if it's wolverine blood or what but I... uh <laughs> <But,
2: laughs> <laughs> thats <laughs> that laugh can I hear the laugh just can I hear it again and listen to the laugh at the end
5: I, I heal quick I don't know if it's wolverine blood or what but uh <laughs>
2: That's I hate myself laugh, isn't it? That's thank God I married Ciara or no one would believe this.
5: It's the only laugh in the room, too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Don't some of those Legion of Boom guys think that they called the pass because Russ was Russ and they wanted to make Russ the hero? Like they called it to, like, fuel his ego?
2: Yes, but I've never believed it, and I'm less inclined to believe it now. I just think they thought it was the right the right play and whoever was calling play. Because we know now that Russ didn't have a lot of say over the offense. Maybe that play contributed to that? I, I, I don't know. But I... Pete is such a control freak and so driven. Doesn't it feel like at that moment he would they would just call the... And it's not unusual for guys to throw the football in running situations in the red zone. It's just unusual for someone, especially... A guy like Russell Wilson to turn the ball over.
5: Yeah, because I, I remember too. Their explanation for it was so nonsensical. It fueled the idea that they did it, right. like because they knew Russ wanted to. They wanted to give Russ a chance to be the hero. Can I? Can I do a, a hard subject change?
2: Well, speaking of awkwardness and inappropriateness and pettiness, can I just? Can I do a public service announcement for people to fly? A lot of people haven't flown in a while, right? We had COVID. I flew back yesterday, six hours from Miami. Can I just—this is the social contract, and you guys correct me if you think I'm wrong here. There's an aisle seat, and there's a window seat. And here's the contract. Ma'am, who sat to my left, dressed in—what is it? Golbani, Gabolcha? I don't know. It's rich stuff. You know what I'm trying to say?
5: There's, well, there's Dolce and Gabbana. Dolce and
2: Gabbana. Okay. Yeah, whatever. She's wearing all that stuff. I'm not one of those. <laughs> we were in very—I was in Target clothes. She was in those. Okay, so— you're in the window seat. Here's a social contract. You control the actual window. You want it up. It's in my eyes. The sun's there. Too bad. I'm not in the window seat. You need to get up at any point. In this case, 11 times. That's fine. 11. I don't... That's part of the... I will stand up. It's part of the, It's part of the social contract. However, when the plane arrives at the airport and the little bell goes up and everybody jumps up to get their bags... You don't get to push your way into the aisle and demand that you stand. If you are the window seat, you have to sit in your chair until there's room. That's the, that's the, that's the social contract. I will stand up 11 times. If you have to go, you know, to, to, to powder your nose or use the restroom, whatever's going on, that's fine. You want to stretch and walk around? No problem. No problem. You want the window up and you can see it's like glaring in my eye and I, I'm blinded? I'll look the other way. You have the window seat, but please, people that travel, for those of us that like the aisle. And do I sound like Pete Carroll? Do I sound pet? When we all stand up and there's not enough room, if you're a window seater, you don't get to come into the aisle until until we start to move off the plane. The end. Am I wrong? You're not. People are the worst. There's... It's like the fifth time in a row. This happened. people are like pushing past me. I'm like hey, and I get a little like hey man. Social contract, what do I say, and they're like, what? I'm like, nothing, headphones on. I just mumble social contract. There always seems to be at least one
3: person who doesn't understand. We're all going to get off the plane, and it's going to be in order in which we're seated. Like, it's, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. You're going to get off the plane.
2: Yeah, this is – and look, if you have a connection and you're running late, which they always – I got it. Go ahead. P- please go ahead of me. It's L.A., it's Final Destination, it's 11 o'clock at night, no one's connecting anywhere. It's going to be fine, Gabbana, Gulce, or what, what is it?
5: Dolce <laughs> and Gabbana? Dolce, and that's real expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She that's D-Cell money.
2: That's D-Cell money. Dang, I don't even know been...
3: what D-Cell money means. I know, I know this is happen, so much though. of it.
2: She was like yelling at the flight attendant, not yelling, she was, you know how if you sit in one of those seats bulkhead seats where there's nothing in front of you right where there's a wall there's no under you can't put your bag on the floor refused to put her bag up it was a whole it was a whole thing
5: so she's just terrible in general
2: yeah she seems very nice it wasn't a great it wasn't a great it wasn't aw- it wasn't awesome okay now I'm gonna get so like you've got the little mid resting area in the middle and she put all of her stuff on there so like i couldn't put my arm up but just whatever I'll just deal with it it's fine ma'am i'll just But yeah, she was not, but for whatever reason, I can deal with that stuff. It was the insistence on, everyone's crowded together, it's the insistence on standing. Just wait. Just wait, just be seated and wait. Alright. We should get her a wristband. And just look to, oh, don't be a jerk, just put it on there, give it to her. I felt really good to get off my No one cares but me. It felt really good to get off my chest. Bogus, you've flown a lot lately. How's your, how, You went to Florida, right, for a little vacay?
5: Yeah, I mean, there's the people in general who need to get out of their seat immediately and get in the aisle and then stand in the aisle is pretty ridiculous. Because no matter what, you unless you're like Flash Gordon, you cannot beat the 25 aisles in front of you to the door of the plane. So the idea of, like... That bell goes off, or even before the bell goes off, you hear all of the belts snapping off. People standing up, bins opening up. You are not going anywhere. I am a quick
2: stander because I it annoys me when people force their way in. So, like, I am going to stand up and just take my. I am going to stand up slowly. I am going to stretch a little bit, right? And I am gonna. I am just going to make sure that that nobody's forcing their way in. The other thing that's started now is people that you know, let's say you are on seat fifteen, right? Let's say I am on seat fifteen. The guy that is on the window seat of like seventeen. Who jumps up at the bell and then is pushing his way ahead of everybody? Like, what do you, this happened to me. Like, dude, what are you doing? You're gonna make it to 12? That's gonna make all the difference in your commute home? (laughs) This is why I don't give people directions, because people are the worst. This has nothing to do with directions. No, it's the same people. It's the same people that will ask you for directions. This is why you do get directions. Hey, bro, go back to your seat. It's four back. So wait, Let me give you some directions.
5: You think so? Yesterday, I actually gave somebody directions in Penn Station in Manhattan because they didn't know where to get to the subway. They were standing by the Long Island Railroad. That person needed help. They're not the horrible person knocking Sweet Willie out of the way to get out of their That's row. It. That's it. You don't know that for sure. You don't know it either. We do know where you stand, though, D
2: Cell, on the rankings of people and who. Who? The, look, you're not the lady with the Dolce. What is it? I mean, Dolce it Gabbana. Matter. Yes. Dolce Gabbana. Dolce de Leche. <laughs> Dol-
5: <laughs> Wolverine blood,
2: yeah. Yeah. All right. Good talk. Oh, details mean to people. Let's do NFL bets. I'm getting, cr- not crushed, but it's been a lackluster year. We're turning around. It's go time. We're going to win some money after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
6: put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
6: All right, welcome back into the show. Let's, uh, let's, we don't have a lot of time.
2: Because I had to complain about flying. Let's get into NFL
4: bets.
1: Bill makes the tough picks so you can fade accordingly. It's time for Bet Rider with Bill.
2: All right, so we got Buffalo hosting the Vikings. Man, the Vikings are walking around with four-leaf clovers in their pockets. Josh Allen is day-to-day. We don't know if he's going to play. The line is moved from the home team, that Buffalo Bills team, with a question mark over their quarterback from minus 6.5 to minus 3.5. I like Minnesota, Josh. I mean, we don't know, and so I'm going to wait a little bit. But if you got the Vikings at minus six and a half, I really like that number right now. If you got it earlier in the week when it when it when it dropped,
3: there's no other way to play this until waiting until n- knowing what's going on with Josh Allen.
2: Uh, I like my. look I, I've been on the Dolphins. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. When two is healthy, they're minus three and a half, four in some places. Hosting the Browns, I, I'm in on. I think the Dolphins might be almost. They're not, but I think it's the Bills and the Chiefs in one level. A bunch of teams beneath them, and between, I think, is the Miami Dolphins. I think they're like elite light when Tua plays. I'd rather have two and a half than three and a half. I, I'm in on the Dolphins, man, and they they're hosting that game. Say
3: it with some confidence. Tua has done it this year. We are all in on Tua. It is okay to be in on the Dolphins. Yes, I like Miami as well.
2: Look, I don't think he's going to have a wristband, so I'm going to fade Russell Wilson. Titans, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Broncos. It feels like Vegas wants you to bet the Titans, which is what you usually shouldn't do in that situation. But I'm, I, you know I believe in Tennessee. You know I think they're a really, really good team. I don't believe in Russell Wilson. I do think that Titans defense will continue to confound a Broncos offense. It's not been great. I think Tennessee is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I love the Titans in this spot. Took
3: Kansas City to overtime last week with no Ryan Tannehill. I'm with you. I, I, I sold all my Tennessee Titans stock. Yeah, shame on me. This team is the
2: real deal. Um, Dallas-Green Bay is a really interesting game. Green, man, it is unusual to see Aaron Rodgers as an underdog, especially at home. The line has moved to five in terms of the Cowboys being five-point favorites. They opened as four-and-a-half-point favorites, so the line has moved that direction. You got a strong feeling here. It's the Dallas
3: Cowboys. It's okay. We've seen enough from Aaron Rodgers and company this season. We have a big enough sample size. We know that this offense stinks. I know he's the defending MVP. He told me at nauseam this week. I like Dallas. And Green Bay. It's okay. It's okay. These are not the same Green Bay Packers. The quarterback is Dak Preshernaut. The Packers have told us who they are. Let's listen.
2: Niners opened as six and they're four and four, by the way. Six and a half point favorites against the lackluster, but sort of quietly five and three Chargers team. It's moved to seven. You know, you know I kinda like the Niners. I kinda like the Niners. I'm
3: with you. You know I've been questioning Justin Herbert this year. And you've defended with the injury. Granted, it's it's a tough injury for a quarterback. Uh, you know I like the 49ers here.
2: Here's the other one: the Raiders are six and a half point favorites hosting Indy. Now Indy is basically given up. Jeff is the coach. Everything says you should bet. You should bet on on the Raiders. But what happens when the Raiders get up 17 and then inevitably lose the game?
3: What happens if Josh McDaniels loses to Jeff Saturday?
2: What happens? I lost a Saturday on Sunday, and I lost everything on Monday when they fired me. It was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday (laughs) debacle. I'm so tempted to to bet on the Colts. I'm so tempted. But I'm not going to. But this is where I'm going to say I should have done it when we get to Monday. All right. Quick addition. Quick addition. I'm pretty excited. Let's talk some hoops. LeBron's injured. The Jazz keep winning. Luka looks historic. The Nets are a mess what the Beck is going on in the world. Howard Beck will break it all down. Sports Illustrated NBA guru next here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.